Welcome to Welcome the Gun Show. I am joined by Tarek. To be fair. <laughs> I don't know what that happened there. To be fair. <laughs> All the robot voice. <laughs> to be fair. Here we go. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> now we can hear you. <laughs> and Garrett. Hey everybody. <laughs> and <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna lead off with some some announcements this week, as we've been doing in recent times. Um first one is to to thank our uh, lovely sponsor, Zero Mike Bullets. Uh you guys know the deal. Websites app, bullets are available, free shipping within South Africa on orders over a thousand Rand. Multiple calibers, uh, multiple different bullet profiles and shapes and stuff in nine mil. One profile in forty-five, one profile and and weight in forty caliber. Uh no, there's uh, no two hundred grand forty. There's no two hundred grand. 40. Oh, there we go. And in thirty-eight and three five seven, there's a hundred and fifty-eight grand lead semi wad cutter, and like a two thirty grain full wad cutter for the pin people. Nice. I mean, not people made out of pins, but the people who shoot pins. It's pretty cool. Nice. There we go. So there's there's new stuff. Good. Brendan, there's your two hundred grainer. Uh, basically, get on it. Uh, yeah, we want full test data submitted back to us within the week. Yeah, but within the week, by Wednesday, close of business. To be fair, no, I was, I was thinking within this week. <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. I mean, the episode releases next week, Monday, but we'll accept your feedback by Sunday. Um, of the week we're recording so <laughs> we're generous we are generous we are generous we'd like to once again say thanks to uh the guys from flatback alpha for uh joining the sponsorships for uh the grand prize for drill of the month uh that'll be the same draw where the uh, zero mic bullets are being drawn at the end of september so uh be sure to uh participate in all of them so that you're uh, eligible for the and draw and get your posts in. We've had one or two guys do posts and go, oh, I was not too sure about whether I should post this because it wasn't a great result. Um, put them in. Uh, if you get multiple chances to do it, that's even better. But if you have a bad run, put it in. It's, that's, you know, that, that bad run is reality. That good run is reality. Um, no one's going to judge you. No one's going to give you shit, even if you're shawl. Uh, get the, get the post in and, and have it out there you know it's 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 good for you to see how you track and it's also good for you to kind of you know see where you are and and it's it's good for the other guys who are also possibly struggling you know it doesn't help if everyone who does it crushes the drill and and this 80 percent of guys who can't crush the drill are then too scared to put it in yeah and uh gentle reminder uh if you are a cock in that group you're gone yeah. Um, so feel free to post your, uh, your stuff. Um, no one is going to pick on you. And if they do, don't worry, they won't last the yeah. hour. Like as soon as we see it, they're gone. Be sure to report yeah, that right. to us if that happens. Yeah. We're not going to mess around with that guy. So, uh, as, as we've said before, and as we've said in the rules, if, if you in your, um, WhatsApp groups or, or, you know, whatever, want to give your mate shit, that's awesome. Um, but on the group, 
uh, we're not, you can, you know, we can have constructive criticism and maybe try this, maybe try that. But if you're going to turn around and, and, and especially, especially if you haven't posted a draw and then you start giving oak shit because that's just being a dick. Yep. And that's my job. Exactly. That is your job. To be fair. <laughs> to, to be, be fair. fair. Uh, Mr. Sorry. <laughs> uh, reminder. Later, Kenny. Lately. Reminder: Garrett's uh, competitive coaching with Gaz. Um, hit him up. Uh, DVC Technologies on Facebook. Uh, he's now on Instagram. Gaz, you'll need to tell us what the handle is there. I can't remember what it is. Uh, it's at DVC Tech underscore SA. Cool stuff. I am going to double check quickly though. (laughs) Info at dvctech.co.za. Please reach out to him if you're you're looking for (laughs) competition-specific training and coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next thing, T-Bag, 29th. 29th of May at Magnum Defensive Pistol Course. This is not a fundamentals course. Um, you don't have to have done the fundamentals course to do this course, but I'm not going to teach you how to hold the gun, pull the trigger on this course. Um, so it's going to be good. Um, I'm I'm very excited. I spent a fair amount of time sort of re, redesigning it and that. So, uh, and interestingly enough, and actually unrelated, but a lot of what's in that course also kind of dovetails quite nicely with what we're going to chat about tonight. Awesome. Cool stuff. And they can email That's you. Segue with us professional. Um, <laughs> they can email you to to get more details or they can hit you up on the uh, Welcome Gun Show groups. Yeah. You can email me uh, t at 9876.co.ca or you can hit me up on the Book of Faces or if you have my telephone number, you can WhatsApp me. And if you don't have my telephone number, fuck off. I'm not giving it to you. Um, Hang on. I'll read it on the air. <laughs> you know, will give don't it. answer it so, <laughs> so don't phone me because I'm not going to answer it yeah definitely don't call him don't waste your time Hey, I, I answer your and Gaz's calls mm-hmm. no, no no I didn't say that you won't answer our calls I said you won't answer their calls that's a distinct difference. no not a fuck <laughs> not a fuck <laughs> um <laughs> And if you and if you press read if if I don't answer and you then press redial straight away, I'll block you. <laughs> That's that pretty much why advice. they invented the block button. Yeah, that is sound advice. <laughs> so uh, there there is a feature on the iPhone. Oh, you're you've moved off the iPhone, right? Yeah, I'm 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 now Android Master Race. You I'm use those words. I don't so. think you know what it means. But I'm, I must tell you, I'm really liking this phone, and I didn't think I would. I was nervous, but I'm actually really liking it. I'm glad you like it. Anyway, there is a feature in the iPhone that you can turn on that will uh, reject all calls if they're not in your uh, phone book. So if they're not part of your contacts, yeah. they'll not fuck off immediately. Which is quite a cool feature when you're not expecting package deliveries and things. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's the problem. I, I had that on my iPhone and then would like, yeah. Um, yeah. In, inconvenient at times. Great, great on others. Um, it's cool stuff. So send TD. a text. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
a text. It's 2021. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> text still exists? A WhatsApp is a text. A signal is a text. A telegram is a text. It's a text message, you millennial fuck. <laughs> I would like to say, okay, boomer here, but you're not in the right age group. <laughs> would you like to lead us into uh, tonight's topic, T? Tell yeah. us what we're talking about. Certainly. So what we thought we'd talk about tonight, and and to preface this, this is not a direct. None of this is a dig at anyone in particular. So if you feel attacked, that's all you. Um, and and what we decided to talk about tonight is, is simply the, the concept of sort of mission drives a gear train um, and, and specifically uh, mission drives the training, the training, the training train. Um, and that was a, a, a term coined as, as, to the best of my knowledge by Pat Rogers, who uh, passed away on the 4th of May, 2016. So, so this week was, was the anniversary of, of him going. Um, and what, and there's actually a, a couple of things in this discussion that, that, that would link to him. I never got the privilege of meeting Pat, but I read his stuff voraciously. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of very interesting discussion that comes up all the time. And, 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 and we've seen a, a reasonable amount of it recently people discussing sort of defensive carry gear and defensive carry tactics um, completely out of the context of what they actually do um, or, or, or what their actual reality is. So we thought we'd have a chat about that. Um, you know, there's, there's the classic and we've mentioned it on the show before, and there was a discussion recently that, that came up, you know, with, with the dude who does the, you must go everywhere with four spare mags and three knives and a, a compass and, and 15 tourniquets and all of that. And, and it's one of those cases where you go, but you don't dude. So stop bullshitting the world. Stop telling the internet and virtue signaling about how, how much gear you carry. Um, because, you know, it's, it's like, Ooh, I always travel with an AR-15 and six loaded mags in my boot. Well, no, I don't, unless I'm going to a match. Um, and, and some of these guys are the same with the, the gear that they allege that they carry, and then they don't really carry that. Um, and what it does is, and, and the reason it's, the reason it's, I, I think it's worth the discussion is, is not so much that they don't carry it, but that it ends up in a situation where we start sort of shaming people who don't carry all of that. So they start feeling like they're a bit of a failure because I don't carry all that gear or even worse. They don't carry a gun. They don't carry anything because they've been told, well, if you don't carry a full size service pistol, three spare mags, two knives, you're not prepared and you're just a casual fuck you noob. You're going to die. Um, and, and I've genuinely had discussions with people who, who, who you go, well, why don't you carry a gun? Well, then I can't carry all this shit. Well, why don't you just carry your gun? Well, no, I, I was told if I don't carry two spare mags with my gun, I might as well not be carrying a gun. And that's just dumb. And, 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 and the big thing with that is a lot of that, I think, forgets the context of why you're doing this. Um, and I think that's the important thing. Context is always king. Um, and if, if you are a if you're a defensive, if you're someone who carries a defensive pistol, so if you're in law enforcement, 
your mission is different. If and and I'm using the term mission in a, in a somewhat broad sense. If you're in security, your mission is different. If you're in the military, your mission is different. Um, but if you're a, if you're a private citizen carrying a defensive pistol, um, your your job for that or the pistol and all the other gear you carry is completely different to the job of the on-duty policeman. Um, and this is a this is a, a point that seems to get lost on people quite often. So they go, no, no, but you know, I know so and so who was this hard-charging policeman, and he was once in a gunfight where he emptied eleven magazines. And that's awesome. But what he needed to do, and, and I, I had a discussion with someone the other day, and, and, and so I'm going to use that as an example. You're standing somewhere and you see a hijacking happen in front of you. If you're in law enforcement, your job is to stick your, yourself in the middle of that hijacking and try and stop it happening and try and catch it. That's that's the mission of an on-duty law enforcement person. It's to, you know, keep people safe and arrest criminals. If you're a soccer mom who's picking up your kids from school and you see a hijacking in front of you, your job is to stop your kids getting hurt. If you're a suburban dad who's mowing the lawn and sees a hijacking happening in front of you, your job is to make sure your family's safe and then to make sure you're safe. It's not to go chase after criminals. So you don't need the equipment necessarily. And, and once again, if you want to carry all the cool guy shit, go mad. But you don't necessarily need that equipment and there are downsides to having all that gear as well. But you don't need all of that because that's not what you have this stuff for. You're, and I think this is, this is something that people often don't understand, potentially to their detriment. Your, your job as a, as a defensive pistol carrier is to your gun is there not to get you into trouble your gun is there to get you out of trouble um, and a getting into trouble gun is a different thing to a getting out of trouble gun um, you know if you if you tell me t you've got to go in that place and you're going you need to go look for a gunfight you know what pistol i'm taking it doesn't fucking matter because i'm taking a long gun i'm taking a rifle or a really big shotgun the pistol's just there because i like pistols um but I'm not going to choose a pistol if, if, if that's my job. And if I'm stuck with a pistol, yes, it's going to have to be some sort of full-size service pistol. But that's not why, as a general rule, you as a, as a, as a defensive-minded citizen or, or, or civilian carry a pistol. You carry a pistol to get you out of trouble. Um, and, and that's not to say that carry a 22NA mini revolver and pointed at people in Louisville when they're protesting. Um, but it's understanding that have, have at least what you need, um, but don't, don't give up because you can't have more than what you need, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, I think it does. Um, I think we've covered some of this stuff in, in various past episodes. Some of it, sure, yeah. not, not, not in great detail, but some of it. Um, I think a great example of um, believing that your requirements are greater than they actually are. Uh, I saw this on a, on a well-known group, not, not a South African group, earlier this week. 
uh, where a guy was trying to figure out how he could carry two compact or two full-size pistols in appendix, one on the left, one on the right, um, so that he had a backup gun that could essentially take the same magazines and stuff as his primary gun and was similar to shoot. And uh, a lot of people ragged on this dude for that, even though the forum rules don't really allow for that. I just sort of read some stuff and, and moved on. Um, that is a disproportionate um, idea of your requirements versus what it actually is. Uh, if, if you look at where this guy is located, uh, may, might not be a safe area, but it's a relatively safe area compared to South Africa. Uh, the chances of the primary pistol that he chose going down is fairly minimal, but should it go down, you're probably better served with uh, knowing how to fix it uh, or something like a J-frame in your pocket as opposed to trying to figure out how to carry a second full-size or, or compact pistol forward of your hips and dealing with all the downsides that comes with carrying a second pistol. Um, and that guy is not quite as weird as he sounds. So I don't think I've ever heard anyone else uh, trying to, and I'm sure that it's happened, but I don't think that I've personally heard of someone else trying to carry two you know, compact pistols forward of the hip. But those same, in that same vein, you'll have guys who want to carry a, like a Glock 26, but with a Glock 17 mag in it, because you need the capacity, because gunfights, but you need the 26, because comfort and concealability. Those things are at great odds with each other. And for most civilians, your primary goal, not, not why you carry, so not, not the the primary mission of why you carry, but your primary goal when carrying will be to remain undetected um, because being detected comes with all sorts of risks, especially in South Africa and some other places around the world. But there are, there are places where open carry is the norm and it's not frowned upon. And if someone makes you, it's probably not the end of the world because crime rates are low and violent crime rates are even lower and et cetera, et cetera. South Africa is not one of those. But also, in, in, in a lot of those places, from time to time, open carriers have their guns taken away from them. Oh, yeah. Uh, because everyone knows you've got a gun, so if I want a gun, I'll take your gun. Yep, exactly. So remaining undetected is has to be a great part of your carry plan. And unfortunately, carrying a full-size pistol, four spare mags, two tourniquets, spare gun, and a, like, 10-inch knife is counter to remaining undetected. Um, in my experience, at least, I, I haven't seen anyone that can carry that kind of stuff without it being noticeable. Um, you can tell yourself that it's not noticeable and you can make them disappear in your head when you're looking at them in the mirror, but get a buddy who's got some modicum of experience in concealed carry uh, to look at you and he's going to point out some stuff. Get the soccer mom who has no idea what you're doing spin around a couple of times and ask her if she notices anything weird. And she's going to go, yes. She's not going to know what she's seeing, but she's going to go, something's not quite right. This doesn't move right. That bulges. What the hell's going on there? Um, and the average criminal, I mean the average criminal, not, not the ones who, are, uh, who, who have some experience built up, the average criminal is not going to go, gee, that's his fanny pack. It's not a gun. Uh, gee, he just has a really weirdly shaped midriff. No, it's a gun or it's a knife. Or maybe it is a fanny pack. Fanny packs contain money. I want money, so I'm going to go get it. Um, 
And, and related to that, and it's something that comes up all the time, is people go, well, a soccer mom is not going to notice the bulge on your hip, which might or might not be true. And everyone is so focused on their, on their phones now that they're not going to notice that you're carrying a gun. And, and I've said this before, I'm not worried about a soccer mom noticing that I've got a gun. Um, I, that, that is super low on my list of priorities. I'm substantially more worried about uh, some dude with criminal intent going, that guy's got a gun. So if we hit this place, we need to hit him first and hardest. Uh, you know, or, okay, that dude's got a gun. We want to take his car. So shoot him as he gets into it, as opposed to point a gun at him and tell him to give you a car. This is this is the a, a bigger concern to me than a soccer mom going, oh, no, he's got a gun. Um, she's easier to hide the gun from. Um, and, yeah, I, I see guys with, you know, if, if you're walking around in 5'11 pants and a 5'11 shirt and, and a, a bat belt on, people are probably going to notice. If you, if you don't look, if you look substantially different to everyone else around you, people are going to pay you attention. If people are paying you attention, they're more likely to notice that something's peculiar. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying, you know, be a complete sort of drone. Um, but if, if, if everyone else is running around in shorts and slip slops because it's the middle of summer and they've run up to the car wash quickly and you're wearing long pants and desert boots and, uh, you know, shoot me first vest, people are, are, are more likely to, to pay you attention and they're more likely to spot something out the norm and then keep looking for it. And once again, if they're predators, they're going to be better at spotting it and they're going to look for it more. Um, and it also turns into how much of that shit is necessary. And, and once again, you know, it's, it's, if you feel the urge to carry all of that, that's fantastic. Um, I don't think telling people that if they carry any less than that, they're they're just going to get killed on the streets and they're not serious about, about their self-defense does anyone any favors. Um, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. Uh, once again, I mentioned on the show before, and, and I had a, a discussion this week that reminded me of this. When when you get the dude who does the whole, if, you know, don't, don't waste your time with that little single stack, you have to carry at least a full-size service pistol, and you go, okay, dude, where's your gun? <laughs> that doesn't count as a single stack corn. It's a nice lever, and that's God's gun. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, 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 and you go, okay, well, where's your service pistol? And I can't carry it to work. Well, then shut the fuck up. Like, jokes <laughs> aside, don't, don't be a dick. Don't be going, well, if you, you know, like, and that's the thing. There's this, this is the bare minimum you can carry. So, People hear, and, and, and sometimes people tell themselves, so if I can't carry that, if I can't carry a Glock 19 or a PO7 or whatever, I shouldn't carry a gun. So what happens? They don't carry a gun. And there's a whole lot of situations where a fucking J-frame, I'm not a big fan of J-frames, a primary carry gun, but there are more situations a J-frame can get you out of, tr get you out of trouble than a, a Glock 17 at home in the safe. Um, there's even more situations that a little single stack nine will get you out of trouble. There's even more situations that a double stack subcompact will get you out of trouble. But but those those ratios start getting a lot tighter. Um, you know, there, there's 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 a much 
there's far more situations, um, you know, or, or a J frame is going to get you out of far more situations than the difference between the J frame and, and the full size 1911 just for corner because I've been shooting nice a lot lately. <laughs> so it's, and that's not to say that just, you know, have stick a, a 2.2 Magnum in a mini revolver in your pocket and that's all you need uh, because that's also just reducing it to the absurd. But it's it's carrying, you know, the, the old rule has always been sort of carry the best, you know, the best gun that you can carry uh, and then understand what it's there for. Um, yes, it's nice to have lots of bullets in your gun. It's nice to have a gun that shoots well. It's nice to have a gun that, that that's in a powerful cartridge or whatever. That that's all awesome. Um, but but what is your reality and what are you going to do with that gun? Um, you know, are you if if you're working CIT, then yeah, I, I want a rifle. Um, if you're taking the kids to school, a rifle would be awesome. But jokes aside, it's not realistically practical. Um, a bigger gun in your backpack might as well not be there. Um, mm -hmm. A gun on your person, yes, a bigger gun on your person gives you more options. Um, so before anyone twists what we're saying, if you can carry a fucking full-size service pistol on your body all the time, fantastic. Um, you know, that's awesome. I hope your back holds out um, because you are going to feel it. Uh, but if 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 you can carry all that gear, that's brilliant. Uh, but don't think that if you can't carry all that gear, that you're not prepared somehow, um, and, and and that there's this binary, this or that sort of thing. Um, it's also it's also a case of deciding what piece of gear is more likely to be useful. Um, I use a torch all the time. I use a gun pretty rarely in my day-to-day -day life. Um, so, you know, if you can, if you've got a choice between a, a spare mag and a tourniquet, a tourniquet is probably going to be more useful. Um, you're probably more likely to 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 use that if you can carry both. Awesome, but it it reaches that. It's easy for guys who do what I do for a living, or, or you know, Corn Gaz and I are all in situations where. For the majority of the time, our, our, our concealment requirements are not deep, non-permissive environment, um, you know, instantly unemployed if someone finds out we've got a gun. Um, but the three of us, shockingly enough, and, and this shocks me probably more than it shocks you, are intelligent, intelligent enough to realize that that's not necessarily the reality for everyone. Um, and, and some people are in a situation where they've, they've, they've got to make choices. That might be a case of they work in an environment where they cannot take a gun and hopefully they can have a tin of pepper spray in their laptop bag or, um, you know, a, a pocket knife attached to their keys that no one notices. Um, that's not ideal either, but that may be their reality. Um, so to tell that person, well, I understand that you work in an environment where you're going to walk through metal detectors and all of that, um, but you just don't care about your safety because you don't shove a full-size service pistol up your prison wallet every morning to walk through the metal detector um, is idiotic. Uh, and it, it does it does them a disservice. Uh, 
that's that's kind of a it's something that that has has relaxed and and something I've been guilty of in the past. Um, you know, um, when I was younger and even dumber than I am now, I know it's hard to believe. I, I also didn't understand that my reality was not everyone else's reality. But we need to look at what what do we need that thing to do? Um, are you with your kids in the back of the car going to pursue the car getting hijacked in front of you? Um, I never say never. You know, only only Sith deal in absolutes. But then again, um, but the chances of you chasing after that car with your kids in the back of the car um, and that being an intelligent decision are pretty low. Uh, you're, you need to be able to stop one, someone taking your kids. Um, and that's not the same as, as, as chasing after someone. Um, a, a related observation, and once again, this is not 100%, and there's always the exception that, that proves the rule and hana hana fish paste, so once again, don't feel attacked. An observation that, that's not super scientific, but it's interesting to me, and, and, and I could be completely wrong. It's, a large proportion of people who are big fans of carrying a huge amount of kit seem to often be less concerned about what they're actually going to do with the bullets in the gun. So a lot of people seem to think that having three spare mags means that I don't have to worry about what I do with the six, 10, 12, 20 rounds in my gun. Um, because I've got all these spare mags. So I can wank these rounds off because it's okay. I've got, I've got all these spare mags. And, and as you've discussed before, there's no such thing as a miss. It's an unintended hit. Where's that bullet going? Um, I think you're better off trying to make whatever you've got in that gun as effective as possible. And if you've got the three spare mags, fan-fucking-tastic. But the three spare mags don't forgive you from being careful with what you do with ammunition in that gun. Um, you know, I would rather have one gun with 20 rounds than, you know, one, one mag with 20 rounds in it than four 15-round mags. You know, even though those have got more in them, um, they're less likely to be useful. The stuff in the gun is more likely to be useful. Um, and that's the other thing that, that relates... Sorry, I'm talking a lot, yeah. The other thing that gets related to that is People go, oh no, but but in South Africa it's different, you know. Oh, there's there's these American statistics, and and in South Africa it's it's completely different. How is it really? The likelihood of an attack is is higher. The likelihood of a violent attack is a lot higher. Is the fight that is a carjacking going to be, or or, or, or anything going to be that much, that much different? I don't know. Um, because there's, there's, there's nothing except anecdotal sort of stuff to, to work on. Um, is, are the mechanics of getting your gun into action and firing accurate shots at the opponent going to change? No. Um, the mechanics don't change. Um, you might have three or four bad guys versus one or two bad guys, but the mechanics of how you shoot that gun don't change. Um, and in any of those cases, and it's going to sound really silly, but if you've ever played a video game, when you go, oh, shit, there's three bad guys, and you stick your gun in the middle of them and empty the magazine between all three of them, you know what happens. They shoot you uh, because the, that that had no effect. Um, 
we've got to we, we've got to deal with the problems as they happen. Um, and and ammunition on your belt isn't fixing that. It's giving options, but it's not fixing that problem. Um, having this, having skill, having having um, the ability to apply that, um, keeping your head together, that's probably a lot more useful um, than how cool your Instagram post looks with all the shit that you allegedly EDC. And I mean, with with all of those things, if we go on with that, we, what I think happens quite regularly is a lot of guys mistake equipment for preparedness. Yep. So instead of being better trained, maybe more mentally equipped for, for an attack, being more aware, the guys will spend quite a lot of money on all this additional equipment that they air quotes EDC every day and that they base off of being prepared. And that's not necessarily true because you normally find that because he's got all of these options and different pieces of kit on his belt and those sort of things, he's typically not as aware as someone else who's just as prepared, but he's got less shit on his belt to worry about. Yeah, exactly. And and that's not, and once again, that's not a case of like, you know, I know some very switched on dudes who carry a whole lot of shit around with them. Yeah, sure. It's, yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys make the mistake of equating the size of their EDC with their skill set with the EDC. Um, and apparently size doesn't count. What matters is how big your dick is. Um, but that, that's, a, that's something we see quite often, that, <laughs> that guys think that, that all of – because it is. You know what? Jokes aside, it's a lot easier to go on the internet and order yourself another holster or a cool guy backplate for your gun or drill some holes in the slide, or fucking paint it a, a funky color, than it is to go to the range and learn how to shoot well. Um, yeah, and that was that was a big part of of the whole thinking behind the drill of the month on on, on the Facebook group. Um, you know what what is we wanted to have a very small audit. We're not talking about an ECQC level audit, but a very small audit of what am I doing with this gear. Um, if it takes me, if it takes a dude X period of time to perform this drill to a certain accuracy standard, and it takes me three times longer, and I can't reach the same accuracy standard, does the fact that I have more mags on my belt make me better prepared than him? Maybe, but probably not. Um, so the, the the thing there is, sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, okay. Maybe having more mags on your belt makes him more prepared maybe Mm. but the situations where more spare ammo makes a difference they do exist we know they exist Mm. where the situations where more spare ammo makes a difference are like so minute as to be unmeasurable the situations where faster rounds on target critically on target and on target's not the person it's it's the vital organs um rounds on target being faster makes a difference in every situation where the employment of a firearm is necessary so yes you may be more prepared should die hard come true and we need to take out a whole fucking group of terrorists um but that's probably not going to happen to you those extra things don't add to your preparedness in everyday life yeah, and and I think that's 
I don't carry a 500 Smith and Wesson because once at the Lion and Rhino Park, a tiger ate a tourist, and that's a better choice for shooting tigers. Also, because I like tigers more than I like tourists. But that 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 whole sort of this one time in band camp, and and I've got to be prepared for this sort of black swan outlier event. Um, kind of gets a little bit silly, uh, especially when we put out, and, and sometimes we put ourselves in greater danger because we've got so much shit in the bat belt that people around us can't help but notice that this dude's got shit with him. Um, and it, it's harder, you know, you're, you're, it, it's one thing to conceal a gun. It's another thing to conceal um, a gun, a spare gun, spare mags for both guns. Two fixed blade knives, you know the, the, the sort of absurd case, yeah. level of yeah, um, you know all of that adds to to sort of layers of 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 challenge in hiding it, um, and it also just honestly, it all adds to that point where and 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 most of us know the dude who used to carry religiously who now doesn't carry anything because it just reached the point where he went you know what I'm not prepared to do this anymore. Uh, and like it or don't like it, that's a reality for a lot of people. Um, you know, jokes aside, you see a lot fewer old dudes carrying guns than young dudes um, because after 40 years it gets a bit much and, and sometimes the, the, the blaster gets left in the safe and sometimes all the, all, all the other gear gets left in the safe. And sometimes that was a dude who 20 years ago was was – exactly where you are now with the fervent, I have to carry. I mean, in those days, it may have been a Browning high power, but this is the list of cool guy stuff I have to carry. And then all of a sudden he went, well, he had kids and he got busy with this and he got busy with that. And it got stuck in the safe one day. And then all of a sudden it had been in the safe for eight months. Um, and what, what, what we're kind of chatting about here to a big degree is trying to avoid that Skill so, is always going to be more important than gear. Uh, and and, and the, the sort of Pat Rogers thing I was leading to as well, um, <clears throat> he was a, a, an NYPD cop in the 70s, I think, when, when things were super hairy. Um, you know, we in South Africa like to think that we're the only dangerous place in the world. Um, and by the sounds of things, in 1970s New York, a bit like in 2021 South Africa, if you're a policeman who hadn't been in a gunfight, it's because you weren't looking for one. Um, <clears throat> and jokes aside, they did really good work with 38 revolvers and lead non-expanding ammo. Uh, what? They didn't know. I, I, this, I know. I should have warned you to sit down. They didn't have HSTs. They didn't have 20-round magazines. They didn't have weapon-mounted lights. They didn't have red dots. What they had was a revolver with six rounds of lead. And then a little while later, they got lead semi-wad cutters. Fucking radical, I know. Um, and they may have had a spare revolver with some of that in. But that was it. Um, and they put a lot of bad dudes in the ground with gear I wouldn't want to carry. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying throw away your... your all your cool guy shit. I wouldn't want to have to carry a, a two and three quarter in Smith and Wesson, a Ruger Security Six as my primary gun if I could avoid it. Um, but if that's what you if that's what you've got, that doesn't mean you're necessarily kilt on the streets. 
So a couple of things on that. And, and this might help. I know that we have some, some listeners who don't carry firearms yet. Uh, guys waiting for licenses, so they don't have the, uh, they don't know what this experience is like. And I'm sure we have other listeners who, uh, who, who aren't into firearms who might be listening because they know one of us or because they stumbled upon it or whatever. Sorry. So, yeah, sorry. Um, what I think of when I, when I see dudes who want to carry all this stuff, and this, this literally is the image of my head is you have the guy who is prepared and what he has is a cell phone in his pocket. And then you see another dude who works in the IT industry, shall we say, and he's got a phone in his pocket and a laptop in his hand. And you think, gee, that makes sense. This dude works in IT. He needs his laptop. This is what he does. And you think that's, that's pretty cool. And then around the corner, you see a dude who's carrying you know, three cell phones, two laptops, and a tablet. And don't forget that little thing with the, that constantly changes the code. I had a mate who had to carry one around. Yes, those are so pretty like if, cool. Yeah, they are. But you got to, you you got to have one so that you could check Facebook. Yeah. So the the average person is going to walk past this dude and they're going to go, "The fuck are you doing?" And maybe his answer is great. He he needs that. He's literally walking from his car to the coffee shop and he's going to use all this shit in three minutes. And they go, "Okay, cool. I can understand that." Um, but when they see you walking around the whole day with this shit and you haven't used any of it in a month, um, they're going to start asking some weird questions. It's the same thing as a plumber. Like, have you ever seen someone who works in an industry where they need tools, physical tools, show up to a party carrying their toolbox? It's weird. He's not at work right now. His requirements are different. He may still have a Leatherman or something on him because, you know, he, he, he's prepared. He, he needs something. Maybe something happens and he needs to tighten a tap or something, whatever. Like, he's prepared. He's got a Leatherman. But he's not You lost carried. the opportunity to say tighten a nut. I did. <laughs> Fuck. But he's not carrying a whole fucking toolbox with him everywhere he goes because it's not necessary right now. Doesn't mean he's unprepared. If he needs, so if he's going out on a job and it turns out he needs his toolbox, he's got one but he doesn't have to carry it everywhere. That's the same thing I picture when guys carry too much stuff for EDC. And the definition of too much is going to depend on person to person. It's going to depend on situation to situation. Um, And it's going to, what piece of kit is too much is going to heavily depend on on who you are and what you do. Um, For some people, maybe the gun is the too much. For other people, maybe the third spare mag is too much. And then you'll have someone where, well, the pocket knife is too much because they can't actually get it into where they're working. Um, But the situation changes. So don't walk out in the street where everyone can see you with your entire toolbox when you're going to go have lunch. Because the odds of it being necessary are tiny. Doesn't mean don't be prepared. Take the stuff you actually need and may need but don't take all the other shit. And again, the what is defined as other shit here is going to depend on you as a person and your specific needs. If you're law enforcement, well, maybe the thing that makes your kit too much is the fact that you're slinging a second R5 over your shoulder. 
maybe that's mm-hmm. the point where you get, no, this is too much. Um, if you're an accountant who never leaves the office and you're wearing a plate carrier, carrying that lovely Daniel's Defense PDW and 300 Black out. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a like 511 tack bag that you can fold it out of, you just rip it open, extend the stock, and you obviously carry it uh, mag in, safety off, and then when you need it, you can just run the bolt. You know, you're ready to go. Like you might even have one of those funky, like backpacks that turns into body armor because you know you never know. Um, you're gonna stand out like a sore fucking thumb, my friend. There's there's problems there. Guys, I, I think we're getting a weird insight into Cornet's wing back. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like. Does Cornet secretly want a PDW <laughs> exactly. and 300 blackout and one of those fold out? Yes, he fucking does. He doesn't think that it's like he's going to carry it around anywhere. But it's, it's not cool. a secret either. No, mm. it's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's and, and related to that, and it's 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 a it's a joke Tamara's made before. Um, a head tip to her because she is the, the queen of snark. Um, that, you know, people have this perception that anyone who carries anything more than me is is a crazy paranoid weirdo. And anyone who carries any less than me is going to get killed on the streets because they're just totally unprepared and don't give a shit about their personal safety. Um, that is kind of the nature of the, of the beast. Um, some people happily live their entire lives without ever touching a gun. Um, I don't know how they're happy, but, but it does seem to be the way. Um, and other people can't be happy unless they you know, that they won't travel anywhere that they can't take all the, the gear. And and for most of us, the 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 reality is in the middle somewhere. Um, I think the, the, the big point I think we're trying to make tonight or today or whatever time you're listening to us is, is not so much that doing X is wrong and doing Y is right. It's that you need to understand why you're doing what you're doing um, and prepare for that reality so you know if if you are you know if, if, if you work in armed response and you don't take a gun that's kind of silly um so you know it, it's not a case of we, we're not ragging on on either extreme we're not saying to the dude who doesn't carry a gun that you're going to get killed in the streets i mean i'd rather you carried a gun but I'm, I'm not the gun police. Um, hi, Annie. Um, I'm also not saying to the person who has the urge to carry two full-size service pistols and all of that that um, you're an idiot because you know your reality better than me. I think what we're trying to say is know your reality. Um, know, know, and, and, and yes, there's always the outliers. Um, and, and a fight as a rule is an outlier. But make sure that you're preparing for something that's that's possible, that you're not preparing for the zombie apocalypse. Um, and, and make sure that your, your preparation sort of mirrors your reality. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's a big point. I, I really worry about people who go LARPing. If you LARP and you know you're LARPing, fucking spectacular. It's cool. 
you know, put on your chain mail and hit each other with 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 axes. That's kind of cool. I'll come watch. I'm not going to do it because it gets sweaty. Um, but I, I come across a fair amount of people who do all this tactical ninja training and then don't carry their fucking gun. Um, you know, because well, when I go, you know, I have a range gun. Now I'm a gamer fag, so I quite happily have a whole lot of range guns. Uh, but I don't have a range. I'm going to go now do defensive training with my range gun, range holster, range kit. Um, I do defensive training, shockingly enough, with the guns I'm likely to use for self-defense. Um, I, I don't think this is a radical concept, but it, it genuinely does seem to confuse some people. And we get people who are and, – and the best is when they're this whole oh, – Competition's going to get you killed on the streets. You're a gamer fag. Yes, yes, I am well spotted. Um, you know, you guys with your competition rigs and all of that, that's not reality. And then they put on the Safari Land 6004 to go to the range, do the cool guy shit with the full-size service pistol, and then stick a, a J-frame in their pocket. Um, the only person you're bullshitting is yourself. Uh, you're not doing yourself any favors. Um and 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 that's that's a big part of who we're trying to talk to tonight is if if that's what you're doing you're not really you're not really preparing um if you don't carry a spare mag and yes there's a lot of really logical reasons to carry a spare mag but if you don't on the on on the rig for whatever reason then it's probably not a good idea to focus a huge amount of your defensive training on how fast you can do a, a slide lock reload. Um, and, and that seems to be, you know, we, we see guys working this, all this cool guy sort of shit. Um, and, and, and what we know, you know, also a discussion I had with someone the other day, I, I've been fortunate in my life to, to meet a fair amount of people who, who, who are very high-end instructors and who, are, who have been very high-end users of pistols. And something I've noticed about all of them or, or the majority of them is, a huge amount of their training involves a bullseye target and a timer and a combination of those two things to measure a skill. Not we're going to repel off this building because they don't do that anymore. Um, they're, you know, if, if, if repelling off the building is part of your, your job description, awesome. But if stopping bad people from hurting you with the pistol that you carry is is why you is why you're trying to trying to train with that pistol, then the the bullseye target and the timer is going to give you a really good idea of where you stand with your ability to use that gun. Um, you know, it's yes, the outliers exist where people go to that second spare mag often because they haven't spent enough time with the timer and the bullseye to make the ones in the first two mags work. Not always. And, and once again, sometimes shit happens. Misses happen. Getting shot at is a stressful experience. Um, so this is not a keyboard warrior, you know, you, you, you're an idiot thing. This is going, let's learn from the, you know, like let's learn from the experience of, of, of others and let's go, what do I need to do to be best prepared? Um, and and I've, I'm sure I've said this on the show. And if you've trained with me, you've heard you've definitely heard me say this. And if you've spoken guns with me for more than five minutes, you probably heard me say this. If you can draw and put two rounds in the upper chest and one in the head in under two seconds, the chances of you needing to do a parachute landing fall are super super slim. 
if you can't do that and you're spending all your time doing the parachute landing falls, is that is that preparing you? I, I don't think I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's preparing you um, for, for the, the majority of likely situa- situations. If it's taking you three shots to draw your gun from concealment and fire your first shot um, and, and get a reasonable hit on a reasonable target at a reasonable distance, and you're spending a huge amount of time working on reloads and, and, and rolling under cars, your priorities. I'm going to be straight. I think your priorities are fucking wrong. Um, if you've got the skill set that you can draw the pistol in a reasonable amount of time, hit a reasonable target in a reasonable amount of time on demand, then cool, do whatever you think is necessary. But if you can't do the basic skill, you know, we know that generally he or she who gets the first hit will win the fight. If it's taking you an inordinate amount of time to do that, um, then that's where your focus should be. Uh, awareness, avoidance, all that good thing, that sort of good stuff. And if it comes to shooting guns, getting the gun into action and being able to hit the target. If you're doing defensive pistol training and you're not patching targets and you're not checking your hits, you're not doing defensive pistol training, you're wanking. And I'm, I, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy to say directly. Um, uh, you don't have to use the same targets as me. You don't have to have the accuracy, same accuracy standard as me. That's not what I'm saying. There's different opinions. You can be wrong if you want. But if, if you're spending a day on the range and you're shooting in defensive training and you're not patching those targets and you're not accountable for what those bullets are hitting, if you're not going, okay, this shot wasn't great, this shot was good, this is where my shots went, you're wasting your fucking time. You're not training to defend yourself. You're not training realistically. What you're doing is you're messing around. Um, and once again, this is not aimed at anyone. Direct. I don't know what everyone's teaching. The people I, I know what the people I respect are teaching. That's why I send people to them. Um, but if, if that's what you're doing or if you're making excuses like, well, that shot would have hit him in the shoulder blade, that shot would have hit him in the spleen, and that shot would have hit him in the Achilles tendon, fuck off. You once again, you're wanking and lying to yourself. If you can't put a bullet within a reasonable sort of distance of what you're trying to hit, if you can't stand on your hind legs and at five meters, keep them in the black of a B8, all the other shit is a waste of time. If, if at five meters you can't, with no time limit, keep everything in the black of a B8, I think you need to stop worrying about everything else and learn how to shoot a gun if a gun is part of your defensive training. Gunfighting and shooting are not necessarily the same thing. Um, but if you're fighting with guns, you need, they only really work if the bullets hit the thing that, that they're intended to. Um, if, if your room clearing looks super slick and you then shoot your six-year-old in the brain, he or she is just as dead as if the bad guy shot them. Um, you don't, they don't get less dead because daddy or mommy accidentally shot them, they're still dead. Um, and I think this is something people miss. And, and jokes aside, if, 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 if you don't know what, if you're not checking what you're hitting in training, how do you know that you haven't, you're not going to shoot your six-year-old in the head? Um, you know, it, it's, it happens. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those unintended, or those, those sort of, you know, unintended consequences or, or uh, you know, negative results. That, that come from not understanding what we're trying to do. It's, it's not 
I don't think any of us are trying to say that you need to necessarily be a gas level shooter to be prepared to use a pistol defensively. Um, it would be nice, um, you know, if you've got that sort of skill set, but it's it's not to say that's the entire skill set. And 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 that's none of us are saying that the entire skill set is based purely on your ability to shoot. Um, but if you're going to be fighting with guns, then your ability to shoot is going to be a big part of that. Um, a, your ability to handle a gun under pressure safely, so you don't shoot yourself, that helps. So you don't shoot anyone else accidentally, that helps. You don't drop the gun on the ground, that helps. Um, but if you're going to be firing shots, you need to do every, you know, we can't control every eventuality. I, I've known, you know, I, I've seen some really good shooters miss shots in fights. Um, it, it happens because, you know, getting shot at is, is somewhat stressful. But if they hadn't have been really good shooters, they probably wouldn't have gotten the hits they got either. Um, they would have had more misses. They would have had more problematic misses. So we need to look at what we want to do as opposed to, you know, that, that sort of fortuitous outcome that reinforces bad tactics of, well, so-and-so once did X and it worked really, really well. Um, you know, you can have unprotected sex with a, a heroin addict prostitute and not get HIV, but the risk is is pretty high. It's not a clever thing to do. Um, I, I know it's, it's a peculiar example to use, uh, <laughs> but it's it's understanding what you need to do. It's understanding what you know. If 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 you carry a gun in your handbag, and and is that ideal? No, but is it reality for some people? Yes. That's awesome, but then you need to have spend some time working on accessing the gun in that handbag. If you carry a gun in a handbag and all your time on the range is spent with a really cool little strong side holster because it looks really, really great. Look at look at my kid. I've got the strong side holster. I've got the mag pouches. I've got the little dump pouch at the back. I've got fucking trauma shears strapped to my chest. But then you're always carrying the gun in the handbag you've lost a huge amount of value to that training time. And it's, to my mind anyway, especially problematic if you thought that that time using that battle belt was training. Um, you know, I, I I don't think that my time using my IPSC rig is training. I'm playing a game. Um, I appreciate that there's crossover from, from the skill set, but I don't go to the match and go, well, this is going to prepare me for a gunfight while I strap on my CR speed ring and, and draw my classic gun out of it um, or, or whatever gun you're shooting. Sorry, I'm, I put my classic rig together today. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I, that's a mistake I think people make, you know, they go, well, and, and gamers do it as well. Oh, I'm prepared. And then they stick a little gun in their belt and, and hope that that's going to be good enough. You need something that that resembles your reality, uh, and and you need to be honest with yourself, and, and you need to be honest with whoever you're training with. That no, I this is not what I carry. This is not what I do. Um, and once again, LARPing. If you want to LARP, that's that's fan fucking tastic. Uh, I, I really genuinely have no no issue with it whatsoever. It's not for me, but but make sure that you you you're honest with yourself about what you do. Um, you know, going to the, the, the carnival and driving the bumper 
cars is not training you to drive on a track. Um, training with stuff, training as opposed to gaming, because they're different things. Um, training with stuff that doesn't resemble the shit you carry the other six days of the week is probably not doing you any favors. Um, and training for things that don't look like what you do the other six days of the week, you know, you get in a in a stack with all your mates and, and it's cool and you've got all the cool guy gear and you clear the house. That's fantastic. And then on Monday morning, you go to your job as an IT person and you're sitting at your computer and a dude walks into your office and sticks a knife in your face. Um, that's Those stack skills aren't going to be super helpful. And now you're trying to dig a gun out of a belly band holster you've never drawn from because it's hard and not cool uh you haven't done yourself any favors you 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 haven't you haven't done anything that that kind of allies with what you actually needed it to do uh and and that's that's problematic i think so uh a couple of things and then i want to see if gaz will gaz has any other thoughts here i think um, gaz has left us gaz probably has left us i would not be surprised uh, <laughs> I'm still here. He's just puffing in to say he's still here. <laughs> now he's leaving again. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> um, so if you haven't done at least one defensive related course using your actual carry gear, um, you're doing yourself at least a, a minor disservice, but probably a major one. Uh, the reason I say that is I've seen kit failing class more than I've seen stuff fail when dudes use it on the range to practice, if they ever practice. Um, this is the same way that competition shooters will tell you, and I can attest to this, that guns will fail in a match that worked flawlessly the day before in practice. And you shot mm. three times more ammo in practice than you shooting at this match, and the gun doesn't work today. Yesterday when it didn't matter, well, it didn't matter. Yesterday when it mattered less, the gun worked. Today, when it matters more, the gun doesn't work, and there is a there is a degree of that in in gun fighting um, because under stress, people are more likely to induce malfunctions. Guns don't necessarily malfunction more in gunfights, but people are more likely to induce problems, which then leads to the gun not working in gunfights um, because stress. Now, you can simulate that stress to a degree in competition, which is one of the reasons why we like more people to compete because it it teaches you some important gun skill um, and it it shows you how to work around some some common issues the same thing happens in uh instructed courses where you have an instructor who's behind you and he's screaming shoot him shoot him shoot him and you know your your adrenaline's pumping you've got a couple of dudes watching what you're doing and you fuck it up um and people don't always fuck it up because they don't have the skill. They sometimes fuck it up because they have never done it under any form of stress. Not gunfight stress. Not, oh, fuck, they're going to kill me stress. But stress. Um, so if you haven't done any any sort of instructed courses with, with your carry gear, I would recommend that you try and get out and actually do that. Um, the other side of that coin is do it with the gear you actually carry. Uh, I have seen guys, shit you not, who bought a new holster to go on the course because his current one isn't cool enough. Mm. 
And then at the course, because this is the first day he's ever fucking worn this holster because he got it yesterday because the course starts today, he can't draw from it because it's located incorrectly. The ride height's too low. The retention's too fucking strong. He can't get his gun out. The retention's too loose. His gun won't stay in. Um, he bought a new fancy belt because, you know, you need a stiff gunfighter belt for this kind of stuff. And then he figures out that uh, it's uncomfortable. Half an hour standing on the range and he's chafing and he's having all sorts of issues and uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable. And, um, buy a, buys a nice gamer gear shirt because extra medium 5.11 shirts, cool. Then figures out the shirt's actually too small for him when he gets to the range. And you go, well, dude, if that's the thing you wear every day, that's a problem because you can't draw when you're in that shirt. And he goes, oh, no, I don't wear this every day. I bought this for this, this course because I have to look cool. Um, that's a problem. If you carry in a shitty old holster, show up with your shitty old holster. Um, the one provision to that will be if your holster is unsafe, throw it in the fucking trash and replace it with something sensible. Um, but if you have a shitty old holster and that's what you carry in, it doesn't matter if anyone at the range laughs at you. It really doesn't matter um, because that's your reality. That's what you carry. That's what you need to learn how to use. Um, now your instructor might be, um, might give you some advice on how to improve your carry gear. And I strongly recommend that you try and use that advice to improve going forward because what you have may not be optimal for what you're trying to do, but you're not going to leave the course with a new holster because the instructor said, this is not the holster that you need. You need this other holster. You're going to leave with the same holster you showed up with and you're going to have to make that thing work until you can get your, your new holster. That might be tomorrow. That might be six months away. Um, you know, you, you may find out on the course that your your sight setup and your gun is not optimal. Um, cool story. So I need to get some new sights that do stuff in a slightly different way. Um, but they cost half as much as my pistol does. So it's going to take me a year to save up. Doesn't help showing up in a year's time when you've bought the new sights. Because for a year, you, you're going to have to make what you have work. So show up at the courses with what you've got. Don't worry about what anybody is saying about the stuff or what they think about the stuff, because it genuinely doesn't matter. Listen to constructive advice on how to improve going forward and learn from it. Um, really, I, I've been through this, seen the side where guys make fun of other people. I've seen the side where the dude with... Shit, you not. In a course, someone laughed at me because I had a 1911. Um, my gun ran flawlessly. His didn't. And I outshot him. So you're laughing at me. But turns out I know how to use the gear. Um, and that's more important. Um, and for the guys who don't know how to use the gear, let them laugh. You're there to learn. You're there to improve that skill and to get to a better point. So, like I said, listen to your instructor. If there are dudes in the course with lots of experience who aren't being dicks, we're offering good advice in the presence of the instructor and the instructor allows it. That's great. You can listen to them too. Um, but don't let that stop you from attending a course. I think we've, we've mentioned it before, but it, I think it was a great example is, is Sean posted the video last month from doing drill of the month with his G43 and his sticky holster. We had a six second draw, not because he can't draw, but because the holster decided to follow the pistol out when he drew it. Um, and that's probably the first time it's ever happened. 
but it's also quite possibly the first time he's ever drawn that gun from that holster with any sort of vim and vigor. Um, and that's that's part of what you're trying to do. That's part of what you're trying to test by running your carry gear is going, um, you know, how how does this thing work with a little bit of pressure? Uh, and that's that's going to give you really useful info. Um, as, as Corn said, it might be a case of you can't change it straight away. You you may have gone out and, and bought yourself a grey import Walther PDP, which is a super cool gun, but no one in the country has a holster for it. So you've had to custom order one from someone and it's not on the quick ship list. So it's going to take a while for you to get. You're going to have to make do with what you've got. Um, because if you're going to get in the gunfight in the next 15 minutes, you're not going to have a chance to change your gear. Uh, what's going to really help you, though, if you get in the gunfight in the next 15 minutes is knowing what your gear can and can't do. Uh, you know, if you know that with this gun, you you can't take, you can't hit a, a head size target at 10 meters, well, then you're probably not going to try and take a headshot at 10 meters with it. Uh, that's not good, bad, or indifferent. That's just the way it is. Um, knowing that before it happens is far better than not knowing that or, or mm, forgetting what you can and can't do with the gun. And, and we see this with, with competition shooters all the time. You know, if they never shoot their carry guns, they go, well, shit, you know, with, with my standard gun, I can do this. Um, but the gun I carry, I'm quite a bit slower. I'm quite a bit less accurate or, or, or something like that. Um, it, it's having an understanding of what that kit can do. Uh, you know, and it, it doesn't require huge amounts of, you don't have to be that dude who does nothing but trains defensively. It doesn't require shooting 5,000 rounds a month from your carry gear, um, but it does require spending a bit of time with it and, and, and putting it under a little bit of pressure to see what it does. Yes. No, I, I don't have anything to add. I think you guys have covered a whole, whole heap of things and covered a good amount of information tonight. Cool stuff. Dbag, is there anything you want to uh, touch on further? No, I, mean, I, covered? Can, I can wax on hours and hours, but I think we've kind of hit the points of what we wanted to chat about. And uh, yeah, if you disagree with us, um, welcome to the Gun Show Facebook group. Uh, welcome to have a chat. Um, you know, if you agree with us, even better. But uh, if you disagree with us, let's have a chat about it. Um, but but let's have a an intelligent adult chat, not a kilt on the streets um, or a you're a paranoid fucking prepper one either. You know, both sides of that are stupid. Uh, let's. Let's let's kind of learn what we need to do to to be better prepared, and 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 let's learn lessons um, as opposed to trying. If I if I if I leave you with one one sort of thought, let's try and learn from reality, as opposed to trying to force um, reality to conform to what we want it to be, because it's not going to. Um, the really real world is not going to change what it is because of what you want it to be. Um, but if you, if you know what it's going to be like, you can, you can prepare for that and, and, and you can deal with that far better. And that's, that's not just with defensive shooting, that's with life in general. Yeah, well put. 
And as always, we, we are grateful for all of our followers and supporters. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for getting involved with uh, Drill of the Month. Keep getting those posts in. Keep keep doing the drills. They are worthwhile. They're going to be enjoyable. And hopefully what we've discussed tonight can bring some learning for you into Drill of the Month. So just keep doing it. Enjoy the process of learning. It's That's basically what it is at the end of the day. And uh, if, you, if you've if you been listening to us for a little bit and you're enjoying the content, please drop us a, a, a rating. And, and we know now that we've got several club members who dropped us five stars. So if you want to be part of the club, just drop us a minimum of five stars. Thank you. Later, losers.